Ready for this shit? I am ready. I am primed and ready. Alpha Bravo Cheesecake. Tango my Cheesecake. Roger that. Uh, we have no personnel east of our position. So uh, you are free to engage over. Alright, we'll be engaging. Roger, go ahead. I'm gonna, I can't get them now because they're behind that building. Uh, anybody has the element? Call we got an RPG. Alright, we got a guy with an RPG. Coming to fire. Okay, no, hold on. Let's come around. 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 Let's come you're clear. All right, firing. When the state line out, let me know when you gather. We'll shoot. Light them all up. Come on, fire. Hey, Roger. Keep shoot. Keep shoot. We need to move time now. All right, we just engaged all eight individuals. Now we have two birds. We're still firing. Roger. Got him. Oh, well, that was the footage that started it all. That's... Right? That's it. That is the uh, collateral murder video from Wiki. So the name of that video is... Collateral Murder, 2007, New Baghdad in Iraq. This is kind of what kicked off my awareness of WikiLeaks was this. I actually remember watching this for the first time in, I think, 2010. By then, I had gone through high school and all that stuff. I was actually against that first Iraq war. Because <laughs> uh, I, I knew that there was no tie. Well, there were no WMDs for one. And there were no ties to the 9-11 attacks, which is what was the justification. But do you want to talk a bit hey, about this uh, this video? When um, Osama bin Laden mm. flies buildings into New York City. Flies buildings? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a pretty when, good... When, yeah. when Osama bin Laden yeah. flies planes into buildings in New York City, and then the US go after Saddam Hussein in Iraq... For weapons of mass destruction? No one fucking bats an eye. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. See, I was in year 11 and 12 during that whole debacle. But even then I was like, this is a pile of bullshit, man. Um, this thing, this video, like, oh, oh, like... It's crazy. So we, we want to focus today on, I guess, a little bit on WikiLeaks. Um, slash Assange a little bit. Um... I guess we don't want to dwell too much on certain elements. Um, we just thought it was good to show this video um, because it was really a precursor to, to WikiLeaks really blowing up. Yes. Um, the, the thing with this video is yeah. when, when this happened, this was 2007 that this happened, and uh, two routers, Reuters journalists... I, I'm going to say Reuters, yeah. Reuters journalists were killed. So... 
Reuters actually turned around and asked the U.S. military for the the, the video because they were doing their they were doing an investigation. They wanted to know how two of their journalists died in Iraq in some combat situation. The U.S. military turned around and said, "No, nah, fuck off! Like, no, nah, we're not going to give it to you." And it was kind of like, "Oh, it was actually stated." Um, if I have it. Um, so the U.S. military, when they were asked by routers, said, uh, it, it says here, the military did not reveal how the routers staff were killed and stated they did not know how the children were injured. So I think the whole thing was there's the U.S. military saying that they don't know and they're not going to give any footage away to routers like to mm-hmm. routers. Meh. Yeah. So then, um, a, a, a an established website called WikiLeaks obtains the video mm. through whistleblowers with inside the U.S. military, mm-hmm. as they state. It was uh, also had to be decrypted as well, allegedly because it was encrypted at the time. But well, they, yeah, but in, I think in, they they, con- they confirmed a lot of what was happening with those with whistleblowers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, but but the whole thing that happened is. WikiLeaks released this video. They mm. they put up online, and they said, "This is the video. This is what happened." And it just sparked so much. It caused a sh- fucking shitstorm. We'll yeah. say that. Yeah. On two levels. One level as to people arguing that the people in the video did not have weapons, that they were journalists. They weren't being hostile. They weren't doing anything, and these soldiers were fucking just slaying them down because they were told to kill every motherfucker which is a quote from one of the soldiers that was uh, on the ground afterwards Um, but the whole other side is that there's this website there's this group of people that are actually presenting this video this information Mm. when people are trying to hide it yeah yep and I think the the whole argument gets spun as to the the safety of, of leaking information like this rather than look at what its implications are, which was the, for me anyway, was the, it kind of exposed how hazy the rules of engagement was during that time. Uh, the amount of soldiers that were complaining that the whole war from the start was pretty much a sham. Yeah. Um, not only that, <laughs> but they didn't have the correct equipment. It was horribly underfunded, yet, you know, Trillions of dollars went missing from the Pentagon as well that um, Donald Rumsfeld had no idea what happened to that. So all this money's been pumped into this war and the actual soldiers on the ground, the boots on the ground, got none of that. Yeah. And as you can see by this footage, they were so jacked up, in my opinion anyway, um, and ready for battle that they were shooting... So desensitized that they thought they were playing a video game. <laughs> well, I guess, that's the idea of the military is to yeah. desensitize you. But um, to be fair, though, we, on, in hindsight, me watching the video closer, I do notice the AK-47. There are, I, I, I do notice an RPG. There are two individuals. One has one you can see has something akin to a RPG and an AK-47. Mm. But they were not part of that group. Yeah, and the, they were not the they were not being hostile. Yeah. They were not sort of waving them around. Mm. Um, in my opinion, like uh, the when we looked over the footage, I I saw it more as 
the reporters were kind of either they ran into or were being escorted in a hot zone so they could take photos. And we saw one of them with a the telephoto lens. Yeah, well, I've got it right here, the frame yeah. that shows where the um, this guy's hiding around the corner. And the plain as day, you can see it's some telephoto lens. Mm. He's sitting there and you know, he's trying to say, oh, is this ever take a photo? Now, there are Bra- Bradley tanks down the street. And then he swips up to try and take a photo. That's mm. all he's doing. He's trying to take a photo. Allegedly, there are uh, uh, American tanks down the street. Yeah. Because it is a hot zone. Yeah, the Bradley tanks. Yeah. 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 Uh, but... Yeah, I don't want to go too much into the what what happened in that engagement. Uh, I do know that, judging from the testimony of one of the sergeants involved that had to pick up the body of one of the children that were in the van, mm-hmm. uh, mind you, what we showed just then was only the first half. There's a second half of the actual uh, a van being taken out, which yeah, was, uh, it ended up being a civilian van. Yeah, um, they, they were just people were showing up to try and uh, save the people that was. Still alive? Yeah. Shall we roll that, just that van part? You want, or? You want to roll it? I, I don't want to make people feel ill, but <laughs> I'm not sure if it's necessary. But we'll show a little bit of it, but you can watch this video on YouTube. It's freely available while it lasts. So these people coming to... Picking up the wounded. So these are people picking up the wounded from that engagement, yeah. trying like to to uh, save lives, essentially. What you don't see in the passenger seat are two, two children yeah. uh, in the passenger seat. If you look closely, there were actually two children which were found later. Mm-hmm. So there he is being dragged in. And they engage the, the civilian Bushmaster van as well. So those are, those are very big rounds as well from that Apache helicopter. I know we were like, how, how the hell did they not see an Apache circling? But I guess they were in the area anyway, and it seemed normal. That's my, that's my take on it. Skip forward ahead, and there's the, the soldiers rescuing the kids from the van that they realized it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a civilian van. Now, the, the sergeant that's actually carrying the body has his own speech about his take on the war and I think um, do we have a name on that guy? Yeah uh, Ethan McCord Ethan McCord? Soldier US soldier Ethan McCord I'm not sure what his rank is or what. Yeah not sure his rank but he does have a very interesting speech about just the rules of engagement and the the abuse that he suffered essentially after trying to rescue that child he was told to leave the child at a local hospital rather than take it back to the army base with better medical treatment yeah. but yeah, but then okay, but that, that's that's the, that's, that's getting the, into the yeah the, yeah, yeah. the video itself is just yeah, but mm. WikiLeaks yeah, essentially essentially playing in the the US's First Amendment, the freedom of speech, the freedom to share the right to information. Yes, yeah, yeah, which is actually we'll point out that um, 
WikiLeaks did actually get shut down. The server's taken offline um, after a lawsuit from some well, yeah, bank you, and stuff. You raise, you raise a very interesting question about why, if, if there's such a volatile site like this giving out information that allegedly the public shouldn't be seeing, why wasn't it taken down like all the other sites, that, like, like all my favorite channels have been taken down? Yeah, uh, I, I can't see anything that I used to see. Everything's being censored now. Um, but why wasn't it taken down? But yeah, there was an attempt to take down WikiLeaks, but it was yeah, it was taken offline. Yeah, uh, for I remember that. And then they had to rely on a whole pile of uh, mirror mirror sites yep. in order to function for that. Yeah, that I remember, time that yeah, it was I taken down. Going offline. Yeah, but then um, a the, the judge ruled um, in favor, citing the First Amendment. And concerns about legal jurisdiction and shit. Yeah, essentially saying that well, WikiLeaks kind of has the right to be there as a website. Mm. Yep. So it was put back online. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But what's interesting to me is, like, even though that's that's the video that that really took off. Um, Assange has had a pretty interesting, just really briefly, like. Uh, history before all this. Like, I, I had no idea that he himself was a hacker. I thought he was very much just delivering a platform. Like, I only knew him from, from WikiLeaks, but... Uh, so he was born in Townsville, but he hacked into the mil like the US military database. Yeah. This... Um... In 1991, I was still fiddling around with, like, Doom and, like... Remember, remember when, like, Doom, like, Doom Nukem and all that came yeah. out on PC? Yeah. But he, here's this guy hacking into a U.S. military database. From Melbourne. From <laughs> Melbourne, yeah. So living, get, living in Melbourne, yeah. He, he gets charged in Melbourne. He, he has his case heard and all that stuff, uh, which inevitably moves him to Kenya in 2007, uh, where he exposed a lot of the corruption of the local government there um, with Al-Qaeda and kind of ties to Bin Laden. Yeah. But just the idea, I mean, I heard that he stopped a NASA launch. Is that is that real? <laughs> yeah. um, Where did I read that? Let me try and so find it right is, now. This is um, in spring of 1991, the three hackers found an exciting new target, Milnet, the US military's secret defense data network. Quickly, Assange discovered a back door. He got inside. We had total control over it for two years, he claimed later. So they had control over Milnet for two years. Yeah. They did hack into NASA and, like, halt, had to halt a launch. It was actually a NASA plutonium space launch. I don't know. Remember that time they were launching plutonium into space? Oh, when they tried to blow a hole in the moon. Do you remember <laughs> that shit? Do you remember that? Just, no, that not just, really. That just blew my no. fucking mind. I just, re I just remember that. I don't remember that. NASA were launching plutonium into this, uh, just into space. Just read that this. one read, video. Read, read this. Read the thing. What? what? So what? from the Julian Assange Wikipedia page, he is thought to have been involved in the Wank hack, the Worms Against Nuclear Killers, at NASA in 1989. But he does not acknowledge this. In 1991, Assange was discovered hacking into the Melbourne Master Terminal of Nortel, a Canadian multinational telecommunications corporation. Hmm. Wow. Um, so, uh, uh, wank? 
um, had to do with White. NASA. Yeah. Now, oh, here we are. Julian Assange hacked NASA plutonium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space launch. <laughs> what? Now, another thing that he leaked was, remember when Australian Tel... Was it Telstra? Well, basically, they were they were banning, they were blacklisting websites yes, in Australia. Yes, the, the whole internet censorship um, yeah. thing that happened. And we just took a quick glance at, at some of the, the sites that were that went down. Yeah, I mean... Uh, they, some were specific YouTube videos, right? Specific uh, actual direct sites, direct YouTube videos. Not just, like, top-level domain URLs, like actual direct pages. Yeah, but and, pu- pub- publicly available yeah, YouTube videos. but yeah. at the same time, a lot of those, you read them and it's a site that you don't want to go to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the whole thing that, mm. that bugs me, so... It that you know that WikiLeaks have been putting out a lot of information, a lot of stuff that has been exposing a lot of lot of crap. I I always argue if um what WikiLeaks is doing, how they're obtaining the information, mm-hmm. if they're, I mean, like to me, if there's actually people within inside these organisations that don't agree with what they're doing. And they want to expose it, and they take the files and they send it to WikiLeaks. That's that's fine. I find that fine, completely fine. If there's people working for WikiLeaks and actually illegally hacking into these organizations mm. and stealing information, or or just for fun, like just to cause I mean, chaos. Or, well, that's yeah, that's yeah. what that's why Julian Assange hacked into Milnet is mm. just for fun because he was bored, and that's why yeah. the the hearings got the cases got dismissed. Because. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the the one thing that really I guess was the beginning of the entrapment of Assange were the rape allegations that came out of Sweden. Yes, so, which which came out around the same time as the collateral murder videos, yeah. 2010. Yeah, 2010. Yeah, yep. So um, at, at the time, where what was his location? Was he? So 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 what happened was when he started WikiLeaks in 2006, mm-hmm. which is actually registered under his uh, father's stepfather's or real father's name, one of his fathers, because he's apparently his whole life is a bit up and down. Yep. Um, I have a whole thing on that as well. Uh, so he, he started WikiLeaks in 2006. The next year he went to Kenya and he was, um, doing a lot of stuff with the corruption and stuff and he getting info, getting the corruption report that was presented, that was hidden, blah, 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 got that. And that was one of the first things that was released on WikiLeaks. Um, and between that and the collateral murder videos, there was shit tons of fucking stuff put up. Mm. Uh, what I said, um, Bilderberg Group Internal Reports and History from 1956 to 1980. Wow. Um, the Australian Government's Secret ACMA Internet Censorship Blacklist. That's the one you were talking about. Yep. Which you can actually open up. There's a a, a, a text file. I'm going to click on that, open it up. And there is all the sites that the Australian Government blacklisted. Right. Some of them, I'm not even going to read this shit out on... Um, no, I think people should be... No. Pe- it's, it's up there. If you, you can find yourself. Yeah. Good, yeah. Go to WikiLeaks. Um, but the fact is that... 
And then come 2010, releases this collateral murder video. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the Sweden, Sweden, because apparently he was in Sweden at the time, uh, comes out with these whole rape and molestation allegations against him as a way to arrest him. And then um, shortly after, the, the charges were dropped because there was just no the charges, evidence. The charges were dropped. He went, he went to... Then he went to Britain, mm-hmm. and the Swedish government were trying to get him extradited. They wanted him back in Sweden so they could charge him, so they could do something. And the British people, British were like, "Oh, hang on, okay, we're gonna, we have to. This is a hearing. Go to court." Blah blah blah. What happened was the British people ruled in favour of Sweden, saying, "You have to. We we will send Assange back." But instead, Assange went to the Ecuadorian embassy where he was given asylum, where he stayed. But the the Swedish case was already dismissed because they had no evidence. Mm. But, but him going to the Ecuadorian embassy means he avoided bail. He, 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 breached, he breached bail. He breached his bail. The he, whole thing is, yeah. the bail thing is that you can, we're not going to arrest you yet. But you have to stay in the country mm. because of the hearings and all this other stuff. Yep. But by going to the Ecuadorian embassy, he essentially left the UK. That's right. Even though he was in in the UK yeah, well, in, in another embassy, so that, that I guess he was playing that sort of chess game. He was playing the chess game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the whole thing is, and so, and uh, are we skipping forward? Are we skipping forward? Not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. So, and he was he was held up in that. Um, Prison, uh, embassy, I'm going to say prison, embassy for how long? When did he go in there? 2012, he goes into the embassy. And he was in the embassy from 2012 to to to, to this year. How many years is that? That's like seven years. Seven years mm-hmm. he lived inside this embassy. Yeah, with with the cat. With, with, with embassy cat. Embassy cat. Yeah. Embassy cat. So, so he's really being sought after by this skipping bail charge. So he served 50 weeks, right? No, no. So there's other happens. Like after seven years, the Ecuadorian embassy was like, no, we've had enough of you mm. smearing your shit on the walls and being all crazy. And yeah. Stuff. Allegedly he was doing some Sorry, psychotic stuff. stuff. Yeah. His, so his yeah. mental state was allegedly yeah. starting to degrade. So they kicked him out. Mm. And as soon as he stepped, as soon as he walked over that door, he was back in London Arrested. British, arrested because he he breached his bail conditions. Nothing to do with the Swedish rape and molestation allegations because they were already gone. Yeah. But then uh, Sweden reopens the investigation now that he's back in London yep. to try and get an extradited again. For, that was in May. And then in November this year, just recently... They closed it again. They, they dropped the <laughs> investigation because they got yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And and now he's still serving fifty weeks in prison for the bail for leaving the UK and yep. going to um, Ecuador. Yep. But now the US is still trying to. The US want him now as well. Mm. And you brought up a good point before that he's not just uh, serving time along with all the other jailed people. He's actually been kept in a solitary confinement like cell. I, I don't know his specific situation, but he, his health is definitely deteriorating. And he actually got a petition signed by 60 doctors. 
that have come forward saying that his health is on the decline and he might die in prison just just serving that 50-week sentence. This one here which states is, uh, that... This article here was written by Kayla Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to go there. There's some synchronicity. Um, it says more than 60 doctors have signed an open letter expressing serious concerns about the physical and mental health of Julian Assange, who's being held at a higher security British prison. Um... Doctors from the US, Britain, Italy, Germany, Sweden, Sri Lanka, and Australia demand that Assange be taken to a university teaching hospital for assessment and care and argued that he was not fit to stand trial next year. The letter cites multiple reports on Assange's health over the years, including assessments by Nils Melsner, the United Nations Special Rapporteur on Torture and Other Cruel, Inhuman, or Degrading Treatment or Punishment. In May, Mel's, Mel's uh, and a team of medical experts examined Assange and concluded that he exhibited all the symptoms typical for prolonged exposure to psychological torture. It's it's, it's strange. Like no one no one knows what's happening to him. No one knows where he is or what's going on. Mm. But to find for for sixty doctors from around the world to sign a petition mm. claiming his medical health, that's yeah, did, did all 60 doctors go to the cell and visit him? Or I, I guess it's just more in show of support. But, but do you feel like those 60 doctors are kind of... They're not just 60 strangers. They would all have to sort of know each other. They kind of have to be in this... Mm, yeah. A community, shall we say. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that Assange has a community of backers behind him that are going out and seeking support from these people. Yeah. Uh, lawyers, etc. So uh, the the main people, though, bringing that information about his treatment in the cell were his lawyers. It could be a cry for help. Could he be playing the game again? Could they be actually torturing him and just saying that they're not? Uh, or is he acting psycho to get the hell out of there? Who knows? But... Depends who wants him. Depends yeah. what he knows. Yeah. And uh, because we, we have heard rumours that he knows a whole lot about a lot of the current stuff that's happening now as well. So, well, whether whether him specifically, or he is the head of a group of people that have all that information, there's definitely stuff out there. Mm. There's definitely shit out there that this guy either knows or knows people that knows or has access to. Yeah. Oh, for sure, absolutely, one hundred percent. So, but also, uh, I feel like where the stuff that we see that gets leaked. Uh, is only the pub- publicly available stuff. There's got to be. Oh, there's going to be stuff. Absolutely. He's going to have trump cards everywhere. I think. <laughs> Pun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah, there's a lot of connections trying to get connections now between WikiLeaks and the whole Russian Trump election shit, which turned out to be fucking bullshit, bogus anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to bring that old Cold War, Cold War shit back. <laughs> well, he might be a British spy. Um, what What makes you think that? Just the fact that he's being held in the UK for that long? No, just the fact that there's so much of this shit going on. The US trying to get him, the um, leaking information, being this Australian guy that shows up out of nowhere that has no real childhood history and his first sort of public appearance is being is from hacking fucking 
NASA and Milnet. Yeah. I mean, the the story about his family and his parents sounds like all fucking bogus bullshit as well. What do you mean? Like, like, uh, like his a made up whole history. Like a made up fucking story. What about it sounds made up? I just fucking... It just sounds like a fucking... I don't know. Fairy tale story. Doesn't seem real. Um, I don't know where it is now. Does I say ruse? Yeah, no, he, he's just like... He's, I remember the, the weird thing. There was something ages ago. Remember there was that shooting in Norway? Yes. That, and they were talking about uh, how... Eh. Anders Breivik? Something like that. Yeah. But he was this, the, really, the blonde, shooter, this yeah. really blonde guy. And they're talking about how he had this real character about him. And Assange came out with that same kind of appearance. Mm. This sort of very tall, ice blonde hair kind of person. Yeah. From sort of out of nowhere. Kind of out of nowhere. Like, no one knew who he was, where he came from. Mm. And then he turns out he's this guy that's hacking fucking government websites and doing all that stuff. And now all these countries are after him. You've got Edward Snowden on the US side, like, <laughs> how he's Talking involved Joe in Rogan. <laughs> Chatting with Joe Rogan. Yeah. He's got Chelsea Manning. Yeah. Yeah, all these people. It just feels like right? there's this, some kind of, like, a bigger, bigger government thing going on. Yeah. And Assange is in the middle of it. Mm. And to be some sort of just innocent kid from Melbourne in the middle of it. Yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, a lot of these guys... Have, and having a... Being an Australian you, citizen and also an Ecuadorian citizen. Like, Ecuador? Like, where does that come from? <laughs> I don't even know where Ecuador is. Let alone the embassy in London. You can't point it out on the map. I couldn't point out Ecuador <laughs> on a map. I know it's somewhere along the equator because that's where it gets named from, Ecuador. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. With a lot of these guys, their their histories are very, yeah. very. And then when he when he secretive. when he came out of the the Ecuadorian embassy and was arrested by British police, he gave the good thumbs up. Yeah, he was he was pretty. He was like, yeah, yeah. good. Let's get that thumbs up up. Um, that's why I feel like it's part of a move that maybe he's he's found a way out or he has a plan B because no one that's going away to solitary confinement would do that. Um, I mean, there's one where he's really smiling. Yeah, I, I feel, uh, there, but there, there's also someone that comes up to the window that allegedly he was given the thumbs up to, some other lawyer. Let's have a look at the actual arrest. if he died <laughs> but, that, but yeah. at, at the end of it like is it really about him as a person mm. 
you know, him as a person is a person that kind of he kickstart to all this stuff. I think more more so what it would symbolize. Yeah, is but more, it, I don't more, think yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't affect what's happening. WikiLeaks would still be going. Maybe yeah. it would probably get stronger. Like it would get a lot more traction. Probably. Because of all this stuff. Hmm. So even him as a person is one thing. WikiLeaks as a platform is a whole nother story. Yeah. And that's what a lot of... That's what shits me off is when WikiLeaks gives out this information, tells people what's really going on, most people turn around and argue WikiLeaks is doing the wrong thing. Well, they shoot the messenger, yeah. Shoot the messenger. And they, they, they attack the character so that they don't have to look at the information because people are fucking lazy. Yeah. People don't want to actually look at... They, they'd rather uh, dwell on the gossip and stuff like that than what, what's actually being revealed. But that's the common thread with everything, man. You try and talk to people nowadays, they don't want to hear shit. Yeah. <laughs> people do not... People want to stay in their bubbles. They don't want to hear any of this shit. 